You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. God is real. Do you agree now? God is in our midst. Touch your neighbor. Say, God is in our midst. Amen. So expect, expect. Let me tell you something. Don't ever come here without an expectation. Okay? Anytime you're coming, come with an expectation. Because God is here. And God is the one that is going to attend to you. Amen? He says the expectation of the righteous shall be granted. Yeah, it shall be granted. So if you come without any expectation, you live with nothing. You live with nothing. So you pray before you come. Lord, I'm going to church today. And this is what I expect. Tell the Lord. Be like the woman with the issue of blood. She went with an expectation. She said, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. And did she get what she expected? She did. Many people touched him, but they got nothing. Because a touch without expectation produces nothing. It only, you know, it only produces a feeling of being touched. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, we started talking about the contemporary realities of the kingdom last week. And um, I think we should continue on that. Would you like to continue that? Or should I tell you how to be a millionaire? (laughs) I think the business people on Saturday are going to cover that. I don't know if it's about millionaire or just being business or billionaire or whatever, but hallelujah. I believe in the kingdom, actually, there's a place for entrepreneurship. In the kingdom, because if you look at the, if you study the scriptures and you see the lives of our patriarchs, they were entrepreneurial. People like Abraham, people like Isaac, people like uh, um, Jacob. <laughs> Amen. And you can see how God really blessed them. All right, Father, we just thank you. We bless your name this morning. Thank you for another opportunity to come before you. And I know, Father, that your kingdom is real. And these are the days of your kingdom. Lord God, I pray right now for insight. I ask for revelation. I ask for insight. I ask for transformation. I ask for impartation. In the name of Jesus. Anoint these lips of clay. Possess these lips. Possess my mind, possess my body, and express yourself as you please in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So these are the days of the kingdom. During the Faith to Faith conference, we, we, it was brought powerfully. And we, there's no doubt. That God means business. There's no doubt. 
And I want to start by looking at, let's look at the book of Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And I want to read verse 19 of Psalm 103. 19. Okay. It's on the screen. Let's read it together. One, two, three. The Lord has established His throne in heaven and His kingdom rules over all. Can you see that? Now, does that indicate that it is something that is about to happen? Or does it indicate that it's something that has happened? It has happened. Yeah. The Lord has established His throne in heaven. All right? And, 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 and we know. So the headquarters is in heaven. But the influence does not remain in heaven. All right? It says, His kingdom rules over all. What is excluded from all? Nothing. Where is excluded from all? Nowhere. So, his kingdom rules over all. Whether it's South Africa, whether it's Midrand, whether it's your life, whether it's your family, whether it's your company. Are you getting me? Whether it's your industry. His kingdom rules. His kingdom rules. And we need to begin, we need to begin to appreciate the fact that the kingdom of God is here and God is already ruling. There are times that it seems as if the devil is ruling, is the one ruling. But I'm going to help you to understand today what is happening. As I, was in the, as I was in the shower this morning, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. He says, the clash of kingdoms. So there, 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 is, there is something happening in the Spirit right now. Right now as we sit down here, something is happening in the Spirit. It's happening. And, 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 and the kingdom of God is advancing. It's advancing. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. I read verse 12. Jesus makes a statement here. He says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. From the day of John the Baptist, Amen. it has not stopped. Yes. Till now, it's on. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So, this scripture is not meant for the pages of the Bible. They are meant for your life Amen. today. Amen? Amen? It's a contemporary truth. And I like the way the NIV puts it. Okay, thank you. It says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. So it's by force. 
God's will is going to happen by force. Hallelujah. So don't be intimidated by what you are facing. Don't be intimidated by what is happening. Don't be intimidated by the news, what you hear in the media and all of that. Don't allow your heart to be troubled by what you are hearing. His kingdom is forcefully advancing. It's not going to advance. No, it is right now presently advancing. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, the kingdom of God is not static. It did not start during the time of Jesus and then it's on pause. No, it is advancing. It is advancing right now and it is advancing forcefully. And then there are, then it says, forceful men lay hold of it. Yeah, you take it by force. So, the, you know, it's, last week we were, looking, we were looking at how you enter the kingdom. All right? The ABCs of the kingdom. But now, when you get in, even to get hold of it, you, you, you require some force. And this is not physical force. This is spiritual force. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. I was talking to, to a friend yesterday, and we're talking, and I said, listen, there is no such thing as you just having victory, and then you now relax. Mm. How many people want that? You, you know, when am I going to stop? Just... You know, when am I going to have a break? No break. There's no break. If you study your Bible very well, you look at the children of Israel, right? When did they fight the most wars? Where? In Egypt. Uh, in in, in, In the wilderness. Where? In the promised land. It's when they got to the promised land that the fights began. Yes? So, some people want to get into the promised land where they can now be at ease. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Yeah, just get, get in to the kingdom and then chill. Huh? Chillax. <laughs> if there's a word like that. There is, huh? Chill and relax. Okay, chillax. Yeah. So when you get into the kingdom, listen, you, fi- you fight to get in. You fight to stay in. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. You fight to possess and you fight to defend. Yeah. That's why many people, many people get healed and they're not able to keep their healing. Why? Because when they get it, they chillax. Yeah, they chillax. So now, oh, I got it. Yeah. No, you must defend it. You must defend it. Amen? Yeah, you got your victory. 
praise God for that and celebrate your victory. But you need to defend it. Because someday somebody is going to come and contest. He will contest your victory. And are you ready to defend it? Listen, this is a contemporary reality. This is how the kingdom works. Yeah. Some people, they get delivered. Huh? Demons get cast out of them. And then they just relax. You don't realize that you need to defend your, your victory. You need to defend your freedom. Hallelujah. And that's how kingdoms work. Have you ever seen a kingdom that is allergic to fighting? No. Every, if, 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 you are going to be, if you are going to be a kingdom, you need to be ready to fight. Amen. Yeah, we're talking about Abraham, how he armed his 318 servants. And he went to war, right? So a kingdom must have an army. And one of the challenges that the church is facing today is that they don't know when to switch modes. We are the bride of Christ. You know, brides are very particular about their pedicure, their makeup, their manicure, their hair. Come on. Yeah. No, their gowns. Yes. Those are things that brides are particular about. Right? And that is one reality. But then there is another reality. Yeah? When it's time for war, brides don't go to war. They don't go to war. You, have you ever seen a bridesmaid in, at war? No. So when it's war time, you put that aside, and now you put your battle, your, 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 you put on your armory, you put on your, 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 your uniform, hallelujah, and now you begin to fight, to defend, to defend that which God has given to you. So many people come to church, and they're just waiting Oh, just do that thing for me. You know, pastor, just do your thing so I'll be free. I'll just have my breakthrough now. And then after that, they go back to life as usual. No wonder they have to keep coming back. Yeah. That's why I have a problem with people who will go to a place where they are casting demons out of them every single week. How? How? Does that not tell you there's something wrong? The same person, you got delivered last week, and then you come back this week again. They put all the buckets and you're vomiting. You vomited last week, you're vomiting this week, and next week, of course, you will vomit again. What kind of life is that? Huh? And then you say, wow, power. Wow, yo, did you see that? Shh. 
You know what? I think slavery is better than that. Yeah. Because you shall know the truth. Huh? John 8:31. Jesus was speaking in John chapter 8 verse 31. Let's look at that. John chapter 8 verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. He was not speaking to those who didn't believe. How many believers are here? Okay. He says to them, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. The King James, the old King James says, if you continue in my word. Where is it? Okay, Jesus said to those who believe me, if you continue in what? Touch someone and say, continue. continue. So it's not about starting. Wow. Do you understand? It's not about starting, yeah. it's continuing. You have to continue in the word that you have received. You have to continue in what is being delivered to you. You have to continue in what has been revealed to you. You have to continue. You continue. Then when you continue, it's proof that you are a disciple. It's proof that you are a disciple. The problem we have in this generation is lack of continuity. Have you noticed that? People start something, they don't want to finish it. Why? Because when you are starting, there is excitement. Is that not so? But after some time, the novelty wears out. Then it becomes boring. So now you are looking for the next exciting thing. And then you drop what God started. And you are looking for something spectacular that is going to tickle your fancy. And that's why they cannot be disciples. They cannot be disciples. Why? They don't know how to continue. And it's... When you become a disciple, the next verse, verse 32, it says, Then he said to those, no, 32, 32. And then he now makes a statement, And you shall, what? No. Know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see, if you don't continue, you will not know. Yeah, because knowing here is not information. Hallelujah. It's not information. It is experience. And Adam knew his wife, and she did what? She conceived. He was not informed about her, and then she she conceived. (laughs) Hallelujah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't information. Because The challenge we have is that we are living in an information age. There is an explosion of information, especially on the internet. You get confused about every subject. The internet. Oh, you you get what I'm saying? How many people have been confused a few times (laughs) on the internet? Yes. I'll give you an example. 
type tithing. Go read. This one say tithing is not for today. This, 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 this. Then another one say it's for today. Then you read the two now. What, which one is correct? Confusion. And so you are now inclined to what, you know, is your preference. So you, you, you choose the one you prefer and you think is the truth. Come on now. Yeah, you think it's the truth because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this makes more sense. Huh? This makes more sense. I, I, I'll take this one. Huh? You go, go type grace. You know, by grace. Uh, you know, Christian, you don't need to repent. Once you repent, you've given your life to Christ and all of that. You don't need to repent anymore. Huh? Come on. Jesus has washed away your, your past and your future sins. So there's no need. Just come on. Just walk. Just experience the grace revolution. Yeah. Come on. It's there. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's hogwash. Yeah, it is from hell. And I can prove it. The Bible talks about the doctrines of demons. In the last days, many will depart from the faith, giving heed uh, to seducing spirits. They are demonic theologians that are cooking up doctrines. That will facilitate people's uh, journey to hell. Yeah. Right from the church to hell. Yeah. So you can be in the church and not be in the kingdom. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, you can be in the church and not be in the kingdom. Those teachings are not kingdom teachings. So they are not going to help you to experience the kingdom. So you better be careful what you download because not everything you download is gospel. Amen? Amen. So you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Make you free. Make you free. And... There is real freedom and there is disguised bondage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's bondage disguised and has the appearance of freedom, but it is actually bondage. I can give you examples. The other time I was in the mall of the south, and there was a bookshop there. I, I was a Christian, a, a book stand. And this guy was selling some, some books. And I got there, look, 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 look. And I got talking to him. And as we're talking, the way he was talking, I said, wow, you sound like someone who is, you, you, you are like someone who has sound doctrine. Where are you from? Because I could tell by the spirit that this guy has got something solid. So I said, where are you from? And he told me. I said, what church do you attend? 
He told me, but he says, uh, yeah, but... Okay, I didn't want the, the... I don't want to go into the details of that. He said, this is a church I attend, but... So how many people know that when that but comes, it's like what I am carrying is not from there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, what I'm carrying is not from there. So, I said to him, yeah, I understand. There are a lot of strange things going around nowadays. And there are a lot of people that are, you know, that say that they've been liberated. So he says, yes, it's like this other pastor that comes here to buy books. He comes and he introduces this lady. He says, this is my woman. Pastor, this is my woman. <laughs> Next time he comes, he comes with another lady. And he says, this is my woman. Come on. Then the next time, the third time he did it with a third woman, he called the pastor aside. He says, pastor, I don't understand which one, which of these three is the real one. The pastor says to him, I'm under grace. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. True story. He says, I'm under grace. Okay. So that's freedom, right? Come on. How many ladies would like to have that kind of a husband? Any woman here, you want that kind of liberated husband? Huh? Yeah. Who will share you with Whoever. Share himself, rather. Hmm? No. That's not liberty. That is, that is not grace. Because grace empowers you to overcome that. Hallelujah. True grace will break the power of sin. Yeah. It's not license. So he says it's on the grace. So because of that, he can continue like that. And I wonder what he's imparting to the people. Where is he leading the people to? Definitely not the kingdom. And not heaven. He's leading them somewhere. Certainly. But not the same place that Jesus taught us about. So, they think that they are free. But in the real sense, they are bound. Come on now. Yeah. So, I don't care your theological persuasion. This is my stand on this matter. And I don't care how popular it is. I don't care how many people ascribe to that. It's from hell. You can quote me anywhere. Do you understand? Quote me, put me on the internet anywhere, quote me. I say it is from hell. Yeah, and I can prove it. Yeah. No, this guy's bondage. This guy's bondage. 
So it's like somebody giving you poison and telling you it is very nutritious. Tastes like chocolate. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he said, you shall, if you continue, you, you continue, you become disciples, then what? You now know. Yeah. Then you experience freedom. So the truth that you know shall do what? Make, make you. you free. You notice it says make. Yeah. Right? Because somebody can be set free, but he might not be free. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very possible. Very possible. It's like being a prisoner, someone who was in jail, Right? He was in jail for whatever offense. All right? Let's say he's been stealing, right? He's been a robber. And then he gets convicted. He's locked up and he serves his term. Okay? Now he is set free. But that robbery... That spirit of robbery is still inside him. Guess what? He will do it again. Yeah, he will do it again. Why? Because he has been set free, but he has not been made free. Come on. He has not been made free from that spirit. He has been set free from prison, but it's a matter of time. He will be back in prison. If he's not made free. So what is happening is that that teaching does not make people free. So people think they are free and they are out. Guess what? They are actually in chains. It's disguised bondage. It's sophisticated prison. Because there are some places now where prisoners don't even need to be behind bars. There's technology now that can monitor them. Yeah. It's like, it's like even in, 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 uh, in the home, you know, you can put some device, you can put some technology around your house that your pets will not cross. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Your dog goes, then he gets to that point. It, the moment he crosses that line, Something shocks him. He goes back. Is he free? He's not free. <laughs> He's in prison. <laughs> He's moving around. He's doing what he likes within there, but he's not free. He can't just move. The door can be open like that, and he knows, I can't cross that. Why? Because the moment he gets there, the thing is activated. Then he runs back. Then he's fine. If he tries to go beyond that, it's activated. So that's, that's what is happening. So it's a clash of two kingdoms. Do you understand? So the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of darkness is now infiltrating the church. Through some teachings. Wow. Hey, Pastor. 
thing is not, I didn't bargain for this kind of message. <laughs> Why can't you say something else? No, it's because you need to hear this. If you're having that feeling, you have some demons. <laughs> no, no, I'm, yeah, it's, it's real. Because if something in you is reacting against what will set you free uh, on, or uh, make you free, uh, how many people know that yeah, yeah. you need to quickly come for help? Yeah. yeah, you need to come for help. I say, I need help. No, if it's, if, you know, if it's really wrong, God will tell pastor, he will give him a word of knowledge and he will call me out or he will just phone me and tell me this. Hey, <laughs> if you need help, don't wait for the doctor to have a word of knowledge. Uh -huh. That, uh, you know, doctor, do you, is that how, does it work like that? You, we come and, they, your patient will come and tell you, right? What if the patient comes, sits down and says, doctor, you just tell me what's wrong with me. And they don't tell you anything. Next patient. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you have to open up and you have to explain what you are going through. There are times, yes, the Spirit can reveal certain things and all of that. But you see, that's, I think that's just the mercy of God. God is not mandated to do that. So if you feel you need help, cry out for help. Amen? Amen? Yeah, so God wants to make you completely free. You need to walk free. Because in the kingdom, there are certain things that are not supposed to be there. You see, there are certain, people, there are certain realities that should not be a part of your life. For instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6... 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6, I think it's verse 19, or let's see. No, verse 9, yeah. Okay, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? All right, he, he's talking, who is he talking to here? Believers, right? Then what does he say? Do not be what? Deceived. Do not be deceived. In other words, it is deception for you to think that you can practice lawlessness and unrighteousness and still enter the kingdom. That's deception. Hallelujah. Because Satan's most powerful weapon is deception. All right? He says... Neither fornicators, come on, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homos. Come on. Homo what? So I don't care if you are an archbishop and you are, you know, you have endorsed. What do you call it? LGBT. Huh? The letters increase all the time. They are adding to it. If you, 
It doesn't matter who endorses it. This one does not. Okay? So if you are going to go into the heaven of God, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what the constitution says. Do you understand? Yeah, the constitution of the nation does not affect the kingdom. Because the kingdom has a different constitution. Hallelujah. You cannot use the constitution of South Africa to operate in Nigeria. Am I correct? It, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. So it doesn't matter how much you try to articulate it. It's senseless. Sodomites. Can you see that? They have no place in the kingdom. I don't care if they speak tongues. Yeah, yeah. No, they, yeah, there was a time I came across a bishop who speaks in tongues and is married to a man. I mean a male bishop married to a man in America. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, there are these kingdoms, they, they, there are some parallel moves in the spirit that are going on. Do you understand? Parallel flows. So you just choose, decide which kingdom you want to belong to. Because if you embrace, if you embrace what is clearly stipulated in the scriptures. It says no. And then you decide to find a theology that condones that. It's up to you. But at the end of the day, you will find yourself in the kingdom that operates by that constitution. Hello? It's amazing. This was written thousands of years ago. 2,000 years ago. Right? Is it contemporary or not? It's as if they were here in our time seeing what we are seeing. And then they now wrote. So... I don't care what the constitution says. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what the politician says. I don't care. God has the final say. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He has the final say. And listen, my friend. Let's embrace God's word. Amen. If it offends you, take it in. Amen. That same word will heal you. When you go to doctors, you people cut some people, right? Sometimes. Why do you cut them? It's painful. Huh? But that cutting is to save their life, right? Because if they don't cut, it's for a greater good. So temporary pain for greater good. So sometimes the word of God comes, it's painful. 
There have been times I heard some words. I said, ouch! But then you just take it in. Take it. Take the pain like a man. Take the pain. Take the pain. Take the pain. After some time, it heals you. It starts making you feel better. It starts making you better. It starts giving you victory. Hallelujah. Instead of looking for who will excuse, give you an excuse to violate your conscience. Huh? Come on. In your heart, you know this is wrong. But then. You see, the way the kingdom of God, the way God is ruling amongst his people, he rules through the heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Through the conscience. In Jeremiah, I think, is it 31, 33 or 33, 31? Where he says, I will put my, um, my laws in their hands. He says, yeah, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law, where? In their minds. Can you see? The law... Kings rule by decree. Amen. Kings have laws. Amen. All right? Yeah, they have laws. So he is saying, where is he going to put it? In their minds. And write it where? On their hearts. And I will be what? Their God. And they shall be my people. So if you are a child of God, stop looking for someone who will prophesy whether what you are doing is right or wrong. Come on. Inside you. What is, telling, what is happening inside? Yeah, you better listen to that because that's where he rules. He starts from there. So the law is there. He has written it. You can't delete it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Alt, control, delete. <laughs> Poof, throw it into the recycle bin. You can't do that. It's there. And when you stand before him on the judgment day, guess what? Everything that was written will be brought out. Yeah. It says, now, okay, yeah. Uh, all right, you were listening to who that told you this? But inside you, you knew that you shouldn't, but you listened to this person. But here, it was still telling you, but you ignored it. You continued to ignore it until it stopped. It stopped talking. A clash of kingdoms. Satan is amazing. The way he just, he just spreads and he, he, he infiltrates, comes in. Begins to put lies that appear like truths. Come on. Hey. Well, if you don't like what you are saying, it's too late. What I'm saying is too late. You have already heard it. So even if you don't come again, it is written in your heart. It's written. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's written. You can't delete it. When you stand before the Lord, the word will come out and say, I'm here. Yes, I was there that day. Yeah, I'm a witness. 
this. We're talking about what? What is it? <laughs> Contemporary realities of the kingdom. Yeah. This is, this is part of it. It's amazing. Go read the Gospels and read the teachings of Jesus. You'll be amazed. You have heard. It has been said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But if, I say to you, if you look at a woman lustfully, by kingdom standards, you've done it. So, grace. Uh, the grace, uh, what? Yeah. The hyper grace movement. Where are they going to place what Jesus is saying? Where? What will they do with that one? If you look, you have done it. Not to talk of if you do it. In fact, if you do it, you are sentenced. That's my version. <laughs> yeah. So, if you hit somebody, if you look at somebody and you say, I hit this person, you say, you have killed him. The person is still alive, walking around. You have killed the person. By kingdom standards, you are a murderer. And you should go to jail. Not only Oscar Pistorius. I'm telling you, there are many murderers in church. Is it because they have not, uh, they have not brought you before? So you, come, you will come to church, lift up your hands, you are saying, hey, and you are hating your brother. Murderers in, the, in, in church, not in the kingdom. Murderers can be in the church, but they, would, they cannot be in the kingdom. They cannot. You understand? Fornicators can be in the church, but they cannot be in the kingdom. You saw it there. This is real truth. They cannot. Say, hey, Pastor, this is. You know, it used to be exciting. You used to preach well until you started delving into these things. Until today. Huh? Why? Today that I invited my friend. Now you are... Huh? It's enough. Hmm? I can hear. It's all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the truth. You like the truth. If you don't like the truth, this is not a church for you. If you love the truth, this is the right place. Okay? We're not here to tickle your ears. Or, you know, no, no, no. We're here to feed you with the truth. Because it's the truth that you know and apply that makes you free. I told you before, and I'm saying it again, we are going to get to a point where we can actually achieve sinless perfection. It's possible. Because if Jesus could achieve it, we can achieve it. Why? He has paid the price and he has released the grace. He has released the power. 
That's why Galatians 2.20 is, is, is supposed to be one of the prayers you should be praying, one of the scriptures you should be praying. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It's not you living. So when you wake up in the morning and say, Father, live through me today. Do you understand? If he is living through you, guess what? You can overcome sin. But if you are living through you, you cannot. And that's the real grace. That's the real grace message. Look up. It says, but Christ lives in me. How many people? Christ is living in you. Come on. Yes. So, will Christ sin? Will Christ be defeated? You shouldn't. That should be your reality. Okay? He says, yeah. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we're living by faith. That's what it means to live by faith. We're told it's battle faith, right? You fight to defend that territory. You fight to defend your salvation. Come on. You fight to defend your victory over sin. You fight to defend the ground that you have been able to, 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 to conquer. You need to fight. That's what your faith is for. Uh, nobody is perfect. I, yes, I know. But it is possible to achieve it. Amen. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, 48. That's what the Bible tells us. So why do, we, why do we allow religion, why do we allow religion to bring all these kind of subtle excuses to cause us to live below the standard that Jesus has empowered us to live? That's, that's the real grace message. It's by grace. It's not by your effort. Pastor Rice Brooks says that the Christian life is not difficult. It is impossible. It's impossible to live the Christian life. It's impossible. So you need the supernatural to live the Christian life. You need the supernatural. And you can only live it. You can only live this if it is Christ living through you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Come on, hit your chest. Say, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Yeah, so Christ in you enables you, empowers you, equips you to overcome. So not only will you overcome sickness, not only will you overcome demons, you will overcome sin. I believe it. I am foolish enough to believe this. Yeah. Maybe you are too smart. I'm not as smart as you. I'm stupid enough to believe this. That he's living in me. He will talk through me. I don't have to talk like the world talks. 
Do you understand? Because Christ in me is speaking. I don't have to talk like that. I don't, I don't, I don't like to. I, I, I don't have to react the way the world reacts. Because Christ is in me. He's helping me. He's equipping me. He's enabling me. He's empowering me. Do you believe that? Are you scared? Are you afraid? I said somebody's afraid now. This is supposed to liberate you. Not to make you, not to bring you under bondage. And listen, this is not to bring condemnation. Because some people don't know the difference between condemnation and conviction. Holy Spirit. Because, yeah, one of those grace guys says that, you know, we don't, the Holy Spirit doesn't convict the believer. He only convicts the world. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And if I tell you his name, you, some of you, I'm sure you even, you know, you know him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you read his books or you, you know, you listen to him. And all of that, you watch him on TV or on radio or whatever, on the internet. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. I choose to follow this book. Do you understand? And I don't want to make an excuse to live a substandard life. It's like, it's the same thing that some theologians make excuses for us to live in defeat. Some theologians have come up with a theology of poverty. Do you understand? There are some that have come up with a theology that makes people to, 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 uh, to live in sickness. They say that Paul's thorn in the flesh was, uh, uh, is it glaucoma or whatever? Yeah. Some of you, go read some commentaries, you see it there. He said there was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. And you think it's eye problem. <laughs> so the point I'm trying to make is this. Not everything that you see out there is truth. Some information are not truth. I think I've said enough. Hallelujah. Can we this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.